This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it is, Jody. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. With Anchor.fm, you don't even need a computer. <laughs> Just a toilet. <laughs> One little flush. Just a smartphone <laughs> and a toilet, and you can have your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Thousands of listeners. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap a It's showtime. <laughs> A-W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Nicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? One of only two podcasts that stars a guy called Carl. With me this week, the best Eastern European host of the official podcast. It's Kaya, everybody. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm the, also the only host who's okay with banning TikTok today. Thank you, Trump. Yeah, I'm fine with that, Finally. too. Yeah. Hey, mm. uh, Kai, I'm glad to have you back on the show. It's been a little while. People have been uh, speculating that we had a, a falling out or something, and there was a rift between us. We can put that to bed now. No, yeah, we can. It's nothing to do with that. I'm literally just moving. That's all. Carl did not infect fuck my ex-girlfriend on my wedding day or something. Nothing like that happens. Or I did versa. try, We're though. Good. I did try. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to the Patreon featuring at least two new bonus episodes every single month. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. This is a suggestion from Kaya. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast... That is hosted by a woman who I guess is in a cuck relationship and wants others to be as well. Is that what you gathered from this? Yeah, basically. I found this podcast on a subreddit that I was reading for shits and giggle. It's a great subreddit, too, um, that I will recommend for everybody who wants to feel better about themselves. It's called r slash cuckold psychology, I think. And if you order it by the, you know how on Reddit you can order it by the top posts of all time? There's some good things like, oh, my wife left me because of the, you know, she fell in love with the bull and I got dumped. And is this part of the role play? Are they going to come back? (laughs) It's the long game. (laughs) This woman will occasionally insert herself, uh, you know, to advertise her podcast and these threads going, well, so you're not sure if your wife is going to be into cuckolding and you're kind of shy about talking to her about it. Well, I have an episode about that. Yada, yada. So, yes, this is a podcast by a cuckold dress, if that's what they're called, giving advice to cuckolds about how to 
navigate well, the cuckold life, how to get women into cuckolding. Yeah, not even cuckold, cuckolding. Wannabe cuckolds, which is even more pathetic than the pathetic people who are actually cuckolds. I'm going to play the intro to this show just to set up what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I'm your host, Venus. I'm pretty excited to talk about this topic today. Over the past five years, I have been asked so many times from so many guys, how do I get my wife into this? Like, it is absolutely the most asked question I get. And so today, I'm going to answer that to the best of my ability. So maybe you should just take out a pen and paper, make some notes, and listen up. All right, so that's the topic. We're going to do 30 minutes on how to get your wife into cuckolding. And here is the answer. First of all, I will say that this kind of relationship is not for every woman. It's certainly not. And and the odds are it's probably not going to be right for your wife. Yep, that's it. How do I get my mm-hmm. wife into cuckolding? You don't. It's a terrible idea. All right, next next topic. She literally, right at the very beginning, explains that this is a terrible idea that you should not try. And I'm sure what you've noticed throughout is her multiple times, it's almost her catchphrase, her going, I don't know, maybe, I just think, I'm not sure, I don't know. She said, like, how the fuck are you the expert? You're supposed to tell the men how they're going to get their wives into cuckolding. And she uses this line a lot of going, oh, how am I? Well, I don't know how women work. I don't know this. I don't know if it's going to work. But so here's the thing about cuckolding. People always act like if you make fun of something, whether it's a kink or some, you know, whatever the fuck, someone's politics is uh, whatever they like. They always immediately act like you're so against it that you want to ban it and that it upsets you and you get triggered by it. When right. No, I just want to make fun of it. You do you. If this is what you get off to, that's fine. But what what does upset me is when he acts like that the rest of us aren't normal. Like, oh, you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to watch your wife get railed by other men? Well, you must be a prude. Play my clip 13. Okay. Maybe she's had like some really strict religious upbringing with, you know, a strict moral code kind of ingrained in her brain. And this kind of thing would just be, you know, completely opposite to what she believes in. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot to set that up, but she was talking about why your wife may not be into cuckolding. And the answer is, oh, well, what if she's, you know, one of them redneck Bible thumping fucking losers (laughs) who believe in morality and she isn't really into non-monogamy? And what the fuck? Like, maybe she just doesn't want to get cucked that you don't have to be a religious nut not to be into cuckoldry. I have another clip that's very similar to that where she talks about... People have had societal norms ingrained into them, and that's why they don't want to get Mm. railed by strangers in front of their husband. It must mean that he doesn't love you or doesn't respect your relationship. And that just, like, oh, fuck. That's brutal. (laughs) This is so wrong. (laughs) But I don't really understand why women feel that way. Because, like, that's just bullshit. Like, you've been programmed by society to believe that shit. And it's just so fucking wrong. The funny thing is that she's literally trying to explain how to program people into thinking something that's crazy is not crazy. And she's blaming society for thinking that I don't want to get railed in front of my husband. And listen, I'm not saying 
that a married woman shouldn't have sex with multiple partners makes perfect sense to me. Just not in front of your pathetic husband. That's the worst part about the cuckolding thing. <laughs> Just leave him oh, out we're, of it. We're going to get to that, too, the cheating of it. Yes. But, so there you heard her catchphrase. It's, oh, I don't know why. I don't know why women think this way. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know this. I don't know that. Imagine if you had, like, you're supposed to be the expert, idiots. Imagine if you had a math teacher going, well, two plus two is apparently four. I don't know why. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it, but that's how it is, I guess. What kind I, of a sucky dumbass are you? I'm not an so, expert, and I can fucking explain it. It's gross. It's fucking gross. <laughs> it's, okay, so here's the typical cliche line you hear always from promiscuous whores is that, that you know, sex and love are different things. Yeah, okay, but uh, play clip 15 real quick. Yeah, you got it. Is she needs to really understand that there's a difference between sex and love. Like there's a clear difference between that. So she's got to understand that um, sex is a physical act, not necessarily an emotional kind of connection. A lot of women get those things all mixed up and it's just like, I don't know why, but in their mind, sex equals love feelings. (laughs) I don't know why either. Those weirdos. It, there it is again. I, I don't know why women can love and love making. I don't know why they think it's easy, bitch. It's called mates bonding. It's an evolutionary thing. People start loving each other and then they procreate. That's literally how the it's it's the normal flow of things. Even if that's not how you like it, you really don't know why it is that way that people conflate sex and love. A lot of people really you don't get that you fucking idiots you're the expert it's kind of what separates us from the primates i I don't understand how evolution has passed her by even that even fucking animals love each other even animals bond for life there's still a bunch of species that bond for life where their relationship is not purely about sex yeah but i don't see no ring on that uh gorilla's finger though why i don't i don't know who the fuck puts a ring on this bitch's (laughs) finger at all ever i know so to continue on that note here uh I don't even know what she says here. I just named it. I don't know why women think that way. Parts 200 something. Uh, clip 60. The most common freak out kind of response where she's like, hell fucking no. <laughs> Unfortunately is um, likely, but you know, I think that she's probably just like revolted at the, or disgusted at the thought of quote unquote cheating and any kind of deviance from monogamy is in her mind, very wrong. And I don't know why women think this, but they feel like, okay, <laughs> if you were to have any kind of sexual interaction with another man other than your husband, it must mean you don't love your husband. Yeah, so let's recap. I don't know why women who are weak and need protection from their male mates would be, you know, so into bonding with those mates for life and being having the guarantee of that protection, you know, the can you really not put yourself in the position of a cave woman yeah what's what's the city it's name anyway venus i don't know if she uses her real name not her fucking stripper name yeah i guess whatever venus you really don't see why she's such a fucking idiot so Um, i i have a clip here that i want to play she explains because she's she's talking about she gets this question all the time guys are like why can't i get my wife into cuckolding and she explains that it's Mm -hmm. rare that a guy who's into cuckolding and a girl who's into cuckolding end up in a relationship together. It's, it's rare that um, two single people come into a relationship with that expectation already. Like, I'm into cuckolding. Great. I'm into cuckolding. Awesome. Let's date. Right. 
And the reason why it's rare is because it's crazy. It would be like if two serial killers got together or two people who both like Katy Perry songs. It's, <laughs> it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It's very rare right, that's, that's going to happen. Right from the get-go, that, that's not a fucking relationship. That's why two people don't get in a relationship like that from the get-go where both sides say, I really want you to see other people. Right. That's not a first date. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I really want you to sleep with literally everyone else, not me. I like you okay. so much. I want to see you having sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Here's a video. I'll just basically is here. These guys just want to watch real life, you know, life action porn and basically just be married to the porn star. That's it. And watch and jerk off and be humiliated for it. And then again, so to, to circle back to my original point, I don't have a problem if this is how you want to live your life. Just don't do this prosilitization where... You make a whole podcast about how the rest of us have, you know, oh, you don't want to watch your wife get fucked by 17 black men? Well, I guess you're not confident enough. <laughs> right, and, yeah, they, you know, they make if, it seem like this is the normal thing and we're all the idiots. If your wife isn't into it, well, you know, maybe she needs to see a psychiatrist. That's my clip 14, where she talks about how if your wife isn't immediately into it, maybe you should take her to a counselor. And you call this groom her. I like that. And if that's yep. the case, then really might be a good idea to bring in a third person a kink friendly counselor just do a, like a google search of kink friendly counselors in your area that might be with some money well spent because likely if she falls into that category of you know a strict religious upbringing and um you know there it is again really yep. anti-non-monogamy <laughs> and you guys never really talk about this kind of thing ever, then that could be money well spent. Yeah, just just take her to a guy who can manipulate her maliciously in a better way than you can, probably. <laughs> I didn't even know that there were kink-friendly counselors. Isn't yeah, that like the baseline job for a counselor? How Like, are other counselors shaming people who have obscure sex and do you put that on I, I your business so. card or is it just on like the about page of the website how do you let people know that you're king friendly right like jeffrey epstein is just, I, i'm okay with you having a fetish where the woman shits in your mouth come to me come <laughs> see me we'll we'll work on it if your wife isn't into it what, what the fuck kind of a counselor are you if she's not into it she's not into it she's talking about why your wife might react negatively to you saying hey i think we should try cuckolding and this is why she might be suspect to that. They might actually think that this is your way of kind of sneaky wanting to have like a threesome or fuck other women. I don't know why, but they just get really like fearful of that. Again with the I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why wow. they would think that because that would be normal. That's what guys should yeah, be trying right. to do. Not watch their wives get fucked, but fuck other women. That's, <laughs> that's what they should be doing. That's a pretty logical conclusion in my mind. Right. No, exactly. It's listen, if reverse the roles here, if your wife took you to a counselor and said, you know, I really wanted to talk to a third party and neutral, get their opinion about how I really want us to see other people and sleep with, you know, not each other. And I want to demean you. I want to embarrass you. Yeah. That, you dump her. Right. You get a divorce right then and there, and you use the guy as a witness for why you're getting the divorce. This, this is very simple stuff. So this is supposed to be an advice show, and she literally gives no advice at all. Or maybe you are aware of no. the fact that you guys barely ever talk about anything kind of explicit. Like fantasy talk has never been on the table. 
And in that case, like that's a real red flag. (laughs) That's going to be a really difficult conversation. And in that instance, oh man, uh, that's an uphill battle. Pretty much. Guess what? It's not going to happen. Best of luck to you. What kind of advice show is this? No. And again, acting as if just because people are not into, you know, whatever, cuckoldry or open relationships, it must mean that you're entirely close to any sexual fantasy. There's no, there's no fantasy talk ever. No. Between normal people, we still have fantasy talk. It's just that it's directed between the couple at each other. It's like, you know, I kind of have this fantasy of like choking you a bit or, you know, being rough with you or whatever the fuck you want to like piss on me. Yeah. That sort of stuff. It's not, never, I really had a fantasy hey, about your sister. <laughs> It's, that's not a fantasy yeah, conversation. It, right, exactly. It's not a fantasy of, <laughs> hey, I, I really fantasize about you and not me. Other yeah. people. Oh, God, I would, God, it's so hot when I think about you with anyone else. And then, like you said, she doesn't, not only does she not get a, give advice, she just loves droning on and on about herself, which I guess is not just a result of her being a woman, but being a cuckoldress, I guess, or, you know, every man just serves her. This is just her droning on about who gives a fuck. Like, if you're a cuckold listening to this podcast, what do you care about her equipment, man? This is clip 11. But first, I would like to say that I am recording this episode on some new equipment. I bought the Rodecaster Pro mixer thingy. I don't even know what the fuck this Boring. thing's called. Anyway, um, and also, these fancy schmancy audio technica mic headphone thingies. <laughs> oh, God. That fuck? fucking laugh. Who that gives nervous a laugh. Oh, okay. You want to get to that laugh? So I, that was just me, you know, to, to give you an example of how, who cares about your equipment choice? That's like if I started talking about what color my mug is that I'm sipping out of right now. No, no, nobody gives a shit. That's not what I tune in. (laughs) Asshole. They want actual advice on how to tell their girlfriends that they they want their girlfriends to cheat. Well, she's fresh out of advice, so now she's talking about her microphone. Now, okay, so this is almost a clip that describes the whole show, but this is a lady who all on her own sits in her room, records this podcast. She doesn't talk to anyone else. It's always just her talking to herself. And she really, really likes laughing at herself. Yes, she and does. sometimes it's very forced laughter. I don't know why. You know, usually that these podcasts that we review, the forced laughter only comes out when somebody's trying to force themselves to laugh at somebody else's joke, like their right. co-host or their guest. <laughs> That's right, Gaia. <laughs> this guy's spot, spot on every time. This guy's always on. Anyway, yeah. This bitch. Only last at herself, and even then it sounds forced. Now, this is a very long clip. It's like 50 seconds. But this is her telling a story of how when she was 15, this is how she realized that she was a cuckoldress. She was 15. She was at a house party, and she fucked a black guy while her boyfriend was downstairs waiting. And no, wait, sorry. I'm setting this up wrong. There's so many stories of this girl <laughs> cheating. This is actually, sorry. This story that she... Are you telling us your fantasy clip, now? What's going on? <laughs> This is a clip of her taking like five minutes to take uh, to tell a story about a TV show that she watched once. And I distilled it down to 50 seconds of her. Just listen to her laughter. You don't have to listen to her words. Just okay. how much she laughs in between. Clip seven, inseparable cunt. So they're filming in the club. And this guy's like trying to... <laughs> My guy's trying to hit on her. Just like, <laughs> I guess the best way he knows how. And she was she was just not going for it. <laughs> And then it was so funny because, um, 
she ended up leaving the club with this black guy who they didn't even hire him. <laughs> he was just there and he started dancing with her and she was just like, I'm in. <laughs> and she left with him. <laughs> and, you know, it sucks for him because that was pretty devastating for him. But I just I thought like, <laughs> damn, that just goes to show <laughs> if you want your girlfriend to cheat, <laughs> you got to hire a black guy. <laughs> what the Fuck. You'll get the job done. <laughs> I didn't hear that episode. What a fucking psychopath this woman is. She, yeah, or oh, we'll get to that episode too. Don't worry. But the, the, she is so self amused. Oh my God. Like, this is the kind of person where if you sit in front of her and you have to listen to this, she better be a 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you can't get away with this if you're just normal looking, average looking. This is the most insufferable fucking dialogue of listening to someone just drone on and on about. A TV show they watched. Kaya, before to before we get away from it, I did put together a laugh comp. Here's my uh, my laugh super cut. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah. in front of a microphone and cracking yourself up that much what a fucking lunatic so that's the thing though for these people their fetish is their life yes. it's not just the thing you keep to the bedroom you do like for a couple of minutes every other day or every day it's literally her life and that's why she seems to think that oh i am interesting right i mean my bull laughs at me my cuckold always licks my boots and he laughs at me and he you know he's always on his leave uh on his knees giggling at my jokes no you're insufferable fucking bitch so which episodes did you listen to <laughs> i listened to just that one that uh that talked about okay. how to get your your girl into cuckolding okay i listened to that one and i listened to the one about um cuckoldry with black balls because i knew that was that one was gonna be good so let's uh go down the line here play all my right. clip one please all right um i will say that uh the stereotypical cuck is usually caucasian i mean it's not always like that but uh, in my mind, it is. And it just seems like it's, it's like that a lot where the, the cuck is white. All the videos I've seen, by the way, that, that story checks out. Right. Um, there's also <laughs> these common ideas or opinions that black guys make better bulls because they're bigger, their dicks are bigger, or they fuck in a more kind of like aggressive or assertive kind of way <laughs> if i was making a show that was goofing on the idea of cuckoldry this is what i'd be saying yeah so what i wanted to point out here this bitch is extremely racist and it's only gonna get more racist from here on out and what which is whatever fine if this is your kink again but you know how sometimes men will get shit on twitter or other social media if they have something like oh i prefer asians in their dating profile, Never you'll get accused that. of, oh, yes. you're fetishizing. <laughs> right. You're fetishizing a race. You're you're just, this is creepy. Oh, or vice versa, if you're excluding certain races, if you're like, oh, I don't want to date Asians. Whatever. I, Same I thing. do you'll list the, the races that I exclude on my profile, but I never talk about the ones that I'm into. Like, that <laughs> turns people off. This bitch and the women like her, they fetishize black people to the point where they talk about them as if they were wildlife that they just encounter in the city. So let's see. Um, try 
my clip five of okay. her talking about when her and her friends are out in the city and they see a black guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I've been out before with my girlfriends and we'll have like a white guy with us or like cuck or whatever. And he's, he's sitting there. We're all just kind of sitting there and like a black guy will walk past and I'll look over and my girlfriends look over and, and then I notice the look on, on the cuck's face. And he's just like, immediately there's this look. And that's exactly what I feel like it looks like is that he's accepting it reluctantly, but without protest that that black guy in that moment has won. <laughs> I think that's just so, so beautiful. Wow. That's a weird ending. Yeah. That's beautiful. I didn't see it going there. <laughs> well, that's so great that this guy that you're with feels like a total fucking loser. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah, so well she uh, you know, apparently hangs out with her cuck and her friends all the time. And, you know, like she said, when a black person walks by them, they're all like, oh, look at that noble savage. Oh, I bet he could take me so much better than my Caucasian mate. Oh, look at that noble creature. So, so uh, primal. They really just seem to think of black people as these different things. So play my clip six here. Now for, for women, okay. now, for for women that spend a lot of time around white guys, like, that's just the norm. But when you notice, start to notice the difference between, like, the way that black guys uh, act and, and talk, it's, oh, my God, it's totally different. So, and you can just literally watch it. <laughs> and the way that guys black guys can dance oh my god they can oh move god. so sexy <laughs> did you know they can jump high too what the fuck <laughs> what's wrong with this woman <laughs> does she have a book on stereotypes they're so different like if you pay attention like their lips and their their skin color like oh my god they're like it's like they're different people oh my god this is like, right, so imagine if, like, Richard Spencer said this on a podcast. Yeah, get no fucking, shit. Uh, that would get clipped, and people would call him a fucking racist for it. Well, because it kind of is. Says it's, <laughs> it, it is. It is racist. This is actually racist. It's you're othering these this group of people for the sake of your fetish. Yeah. This is creepy. Now, um, and of course, she has listeners, Carl. She has cuckold listeners who sometimes send her mail about the positions that they're in and the, their experiences and this is another black person sighting this is my clip four of one of her listeners <laughs> telling her about you know how he feels when he sees a black person all right this is what he says in just about every facet of life i'd pit my talents against any man if someone like you and i were dating and on a date i would have the confidence you'd expect from a man but as soon as an American black man were to enter the room and I see your attention draw to him, even if just for a second, I'd immediately accept it reluctantly, but without protest that he has won. I can't compete. Again, talking about them like they're an alien species. And I like that little, uh, did you catch that? I'm a very confident man, but when I see an alpha male black person, I know I lost. I also I'm like how they're confident. grouping together millions of people as they're all just the same person. That's always good, too. Oh, yeah. You know, American black men. You know how they're all the same people. Like, what? Right. They they lump all black people together as if it's the same one Bigfoot. 
you know, oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> look at Bigfoot right there. Oh my God. Wow. We saw him again. The black guy, the black guy. Speaking oh, of so people good. writing into the show, she reads an email from a listener on the show that I listen to. And I want to play you some clips from this idiot. You can only imagine the people who are listening to the show. It was oh so lovely to read this email. He talked about that. It was definitely the the best podcast he's ever listened to on any subject. Those are his words. I was like, wow. Well, that's retarded. All right. This person's podcast is not good. But the fact that you would say this is the best podcast, regardless of the topic of conversation, when he later goes on to say this. And also he talked about cream pies. He said that I forgot to mention that cream pies apparently taste really fucking awesome. So, hey, I wouldn't know. (laughs) So this guy who eats another guy's cum out of his wife's vagina thinks that this is the best podcast on any topic. I don't think he's biased at all. I think that's probably true. It's just the best podcast. What stood out to me in that is you're su- you're such a kinky degenerate, but she doesn't know what a cream pie tastes like. Really? <laughs> that that's to me that's kind of boring. Like that's the kind of woman you're. You don't even you've never tasted cum out of a, another woman's pussy. Well, you I think you're, I think you're supposed now. to leave that for the husband. I think that's the one treat that they get out of this. I could. Oh be no, wrong. I know that, but <laughs> it's just in it's sex in general. Does she never have sex that doesn't revolve around cuckolding? Does she never just have regular sex at all, ever? This is two weeks in a row that we're talking about the grossest sex shit on this show. I cannot wait to stop talking <laughs> about this stuff. Uh, one last clip okay, from let, that. Let me knock out these. Okay, oh, let, sorry. One last clip from this from this emailer. I don't even know why I clipped it, but it must be hilarious because that's why I clipped it. He talked a little bit about how it's true that cucks really do make the best partners. Yes, they fucking do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how does that even make sense? I want to date a guy who watches me have sex. What, what, what's their role in this? I don't even understand. Well, no, for her, it makes sense because the cuck is, you know, he gives you all the money he provides for you, but you also get the best sex from someone who's not a pathetic worm. So I understand why for all her, right. yeah, cucks you're... make good partners, but for the cuck, you're abusing these pathetic men instead of, I don't know, fucking giving them a slap, making them uh, just send them to a psychiatrist. This is not whatever, I guess. Is this, am I king shaming now? If I yes, said that, there, that there's something wrong with these men. You're king shaming right now. Um, this is what real love is, Kai. You need to understand that. I think society has made you think that getting fucked by black men in front of your husband is wrong. But that's just because you've been beat over the head with your Christian upbringing. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most <laughs> Christian there is. I know. <laughs> the, the, the Christian Turk. Yeah. I love that, too. I, I Somehow I cannot get over the fact that they make us out to be the ones who have low confidence if I don't want to share my girlfriends. Because the way I see it... I know what I deserve. I feel like I deserve a whole girlfriend all to myself that I don't have to timeshare with other men. I feel like I'm good enough to deserve that. Right. I got my girl for three weeks this year. (laughs) I love it. You know, half the day, some other dude doesn't get to fuck my girlfriend. I feel like I'm confident enough to know what I deserve and a whole ass girlfriend is what I deserve. Well, you are a celebrity, Kaya. So I guess for you, things are a little bit different. For the rest of us, we just timeshare girls. All right, what else you got, buddy? Yep. Okay, so um, yep, there's there's another clipper of her not knowing what the fuck is going on with women. That's clip two. So um, this humiliation aspect kind of plays into it. And 
and I guess, I guess it, it increases the kind of taboo nature of cuckolding. Those are my guesses anyway. I don't know. I don't really have all the answers to it, but I just know I love it. I'm super into it. And a lot of other couples are. So I would, I will say in my opinion, I feel like. <laughs> Again, the expert on the topic here. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like. I don't I don't know I I don't know why it is but I feel like like maybe I think uh yeah you're quite the fucking professor on this topic aren't you Okay when any whenever anyone starts a sentence with I just feel like I am tuned out I do not give a shit what they're about to say cuz it's bullshit it's definitely going to be bullshit after that Yeah I did learn a new term though from her that I really like which is um my clip 3 here cuck angst but I feel like that kind of um, jealousy or insecurity or intimidation kind of feeling um, kind of feeds into that cuck angst that some cucks feel. This kind of feeling of, you know, I guess um, not being able to satisfy your wife in the same way that he can. Yeah, well, I think that's a perfect term. At the very least, I'll thank her for teaching us that term, cuck angst. I feel like that's what John has, what OP has. <laughs> yeah, there's a little cuck angst going on. Thank you. Oh, Kai yep. is getting served drinks at his uh, at his place right now. How nice. Oh, his fries, too. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you could hear that. <laughs> you just thanked the person who brought it to you. <laughs> you know, you l- low confidence men like me, we have low confidence men like me, we have dedicated girlfriends who serve us food and such. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible life, Carl. Well, now that she's I'm done so serving you food, she can go back to fucking the guys who are in your bedroom. So that's good. <laughs> um, All right. Okay, so what I want to get to, the rest of this podcast where she talks about just black people and, you know, puts them in a position of where she makes them sound like animals. Mm-hmm. She talks about... Again, her origin story, where, where she realized that she is made to cuck men and she can't just be dedicated to one boy. Again, she was 15 here. And I think she mentioned that her Caucasian boyfriend, she was uh, he was also 15. Uh, this is clip eight. Every superhero has an origin story. So this makes sense. And so my boyfriend mm-hmm. stayed up there and we went to like a bedroom downstairs and ended up fucking. And um, I just remember thinking like... Shit, I hope I don't get caught. <laughs> My boyfriend's upstairs. <laughs> Hopefully he's just like clueless. Like he doesn't remember or that I'm even gone. Like he hasn't noticed. I don't know. But I I went up. I remember afterwards we went upstairs and I remember thinking like, I just, I look like I just got fucked. <laughs> oh my God. I hate this person now. Yep. I was annoyed by this person. I didn't know about this origin story. By the way, when you go to a party with your boyfriend and then you, you fuck a dude in another room, he knows. He most certainly no, knows, he knows that you just You're a terrible room. person. So this <laughs> is what upset asshole. me. So because usually from these people, usually from these people in open relationships and cuckold, you always hear, oh, what do you care? It's uh, just, it's not cheating. It's two people in consenting relationships, you know, two adults, two consenting adults. And we're both into it and there's nothing malicious or bad or immoral, unethical about it. And then this story she just tells in this complete glee about how she cheated on her boyfriend and the most fucked up part is still coming. So oh they went to a house party with her boyfriend at 15 and she just left them to fuck some random black guy I heard that. who was older than her. Yeah. You know, that's not creepy at all. But here comes clip nine. By the way, and I, I don't want to like get everyone bummed out, but 
this is how teenagers kill themselves. This is literally the type of shit that happens where teenage boys <laughs> then kill themselves, and she's giggling about it. All right, let's see what else she has to say. This woman sucks. So he was, like, so worried. He's like, where have you been? I've been looking for you everywhere. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I nearly got caught. It was bad. Um, I don't think he ever found out. But honestly, I would love to be able to contact him again and tell him what happened. And who knows? Maybe flick that cuck switch that could be in his brain. <laughs> All right, I stopped having oh, fun. a complete cunt. I just stopped having fun. It's official. I no yeah. longer yeah. am enjoying anything this woman has to say. She's a bad person. She should really She's seek help. Person. Right there. If you're bragging about how you cheated at 15 already and how you wish you could rub it in now. I know. That's, how... that's insane. I got to look this guy up on Facebook. And let him know he yeah. sucks. Oh, he was, he was. <laughs> He was so concerned and worried about me. <laughs> and I just had my brains fucked out. Oh my God. I wish I could tell him now. You're a cunt. You're a wow. cunt. And clearly this cuck shit is rooted at least partly in cheating. You getting off on cheating and ruining a man's love. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you. Okay. Well, it's... <laughs> Where do we go it from worse, here? But it... Well, the... Uh... I wouldn't say it gets worse, but the degeneracy continues at the same frequency here. This is my clip 10. This is one of her prime fantasies, her uh, life goal. I really want to have my first gangbang on my wedding night. I want it to be five of my favorite black guys and my new husband. They're watching. And um, so, yeah, this the whole kind of like interracial cuckolding aspect is really kind of like ingrained in my life now. Well, that's going to be a fun wedding night. it's not ingrained in your life, bitch. If you're doing this on your wedding night, it is your life at that point. And by the way, she's putting this out on the internet. So her dad's going to be walking her down the aisle knowing exactly what's going to happen in about seven hours. <laughs> it's fucking gross. I haven't even thought of that. I mean, she's she's put it out there now. Yeah, but I wonder if their parents can tell. I assume that she's at the very least somewhat anonymous from her parents um, using the Venus alias. But I wonder if they can maybe. tell that her uh, husband or boyfriend doesn't really ever fuck her. You would think so, especially when she brings him in with the leash around his uh, neck. That's usually a telltale uh, side. When, when they always have that one black friend with them hanging out. <laughs> the guy with the giant boner <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my last clip is... Her just, so... We're talking about the kind of woman who would be into cuckolding, and it's just exactly what you would think. A whore? Is the answer a whore? Yep. Okay. I wanted this even before I knew this was, like, a thing. (laughs) And for women who fall into that category, usually you've already struggled with monogamy (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Maybe you've cheated on lots of boyfriends before. I don't know. Project much there, lady? Projecting... Mm -hmm. All right, so I want to get back to her advice show. And she's explaining, so you're a dude. You want to watch your uh, wife get fucked while you jerk off in the corner. And she goes, you're going to bring this up to her. There's one of three things she's going to say. And it's very likely she's not into it. Typically, there's three kind of reactions that I hear about. So most commonly, it's usually like she's like, fuck that shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> totally freaked out about it. <laughs> and I'll go into a little bit more detail about why that might be her reaction. She's but She's going to yeah. go into more detail about why. Because that's the normal reaction. Because that means that you married a lunatic who wants to jerk off in the corner while you get fucked. I'll go into more of that later. No, I got it. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> no, you got it, though. Remember, she to her, it's a mystery. Right, like, yeah, all she doesn't women understand. Don't want this. To her, she doesn't understand. Like, why, why, why do women want a dedicated husband who loves only her and who wants her to only love him? This is, I don't know, how they got brought up. In her world, if you're in a relationship where it's not a cuckolding relationship, it breaks her heart. There's a lot of guys in that situation who went ahead and brought it up maybe in the wrong way or to the a woman who was like completely fucking hell no and they're stuck in an unhappy marriage because of it and you know they still love her to death but like they're just never going to feel fulfilled in that kind of that kind of marriage so that's that shit just breaks my heart this woman does not have a heart maybe <laughs> yeah oh no she doesn't have a heart. <laughs> what, what are we breaking here? she's a little about? fucking she has a cock cage where her heart should be. <laughs> or maybe it's just a temporary impulse that the man gets or the woman gets, and then they fucking get over it. Right. That's how easy it is. If you're really into cuckolding, there's a couple videos online you can check out. A couple. Check those out. Figure yeah. it out. Um, so she just sounds like the worst fucking human. And that, that clip upsets me because it's kind of scary, man. Imagine just being married to someone and there's a little bit of a a possibility that your husband say just wants you to get railed by others and he really doesn't care about you that much um i would agree with that but he's just yeah scary um all right so this is uh another thing she brings up for reasons why a woman wouldn't be in the cuckolding the desire has to be there if she really doesn't even enjoy sex as it is then yeah. <laughs> this is definitely, I don't think, going to be for her at all. Why would you marry a woman who's not into sex? I don't even understand. Like, the, if you want to get into cuckolding, you married a woman who doesn't even like sex? What, what are we talking about? Again. Oh, shit. Hit the again, bingo board. That... I just said, what are we talking about? <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> Did you see someone created a bingo board for a show? <laughs> yeah, I saw. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead, Kaya. No, it's again that little subtle jab at, oh, you know, if she's not into cuckolding, it might just be that, you know, if she's not into sex in general, I guess, I guess she just doesn't like sex. Hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not the same fucking thing. Your creepy cuckold shit isn't the baseline. So it's eventually, she actually comes up with a specific way you can bring up this fantasy to your wife. A good way to bring this up might be to just talk about a really sexy or hot dream that you had. Yeah, I, so you could be like, all right, hey, mm. guess what, honey? I had a dream last night. The Clippers won the NBA championship. They won it four games to two over the Raptors. And then this is the crazy part. When they celebrated the victory, they celebrated by fucking you in the ass in front of me. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a crazy dream? <laughs> <laughs> Should we try it? <laughs> by the way. I like how it has to be the Clippers as opposed to literally any NBA team. <laughs> uh, whatever. Clippers are good this year. Hey, by the way, um, this advice that she's giving out, I already learned about from one Billy Joel. Tell her about it. Tell her everything you feel. Give her every reason to accept that you're for real. Tell her about it. Tell her all your crazy dreams. Yeah, we get it. 
It's not going to work. Yeah. Or don't. She's not. Or, don't. <laughs> or keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Here's an actual marital advice or relationship advice. The dreams where you fuck someone else or where you dream of your girlfriend fucking someone else, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Just forget about it. <laughs> Pretend it didn't Consider happen. it a fluke. <laughs> don't focus on it. Don't tell her about it like it was hot. This is how you know that the advice she's giving out is terrible. She says that once you bring this up to your wife, your wife's going to want to research it. And that's not good. She's probably going to want to learn <laughs> a little bit more about this whole cuckolding thing. And if that's the case, please help her with that. Because if she just goes onto Google, types in cuckolding, and all this fucking weird shit pops up, She's going to freak the fuck out and probably want <laughs> nothing to do with it. So be careful with where she starts that search. Maybe just give her some blogs to read or podcasts <laughs> to listen to like this one. <laughs> Honey, I'm into this thing. You're not allowed to look on the internet about what it is. All right. So it can't be bad, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Just, you know, it involves porn and children, but don't Google it. <laughs> By the way, the she, thing is, she doubles down on this. Do not research shit. But if she does want to go online and kind of check things out, then, oh, please, like, steer her clear of Twitter and FetLife and, like, all of these places online. Like, it used to be Tumblr, but not anymore. Um, but definitely, like, the cuckold chat rooms and stuff. Steer her clear entirely of those because... That is not a female-friendly place to be. Isn't that where you found her podcast, Kaya? She's telling us not to go to these places where she's hanging out. Uh, that's literally where she advertises this shit <laughs> herself to these pathetic men on those forums. So I don't know why. For, what cuckold-friendly space is there then? If not the cuckold uh, subreddits on Reddit, which Reddit already is extremely friendly to this sort of a lifestyle right where else are they supposed to go if not fet life isn't that a site where people talk about their fetishes basically oh is that what it is i wrote down in my notes fat life i'm like what the fuck is fat life <laughs> what does that oh, have to do with no, cuckolding no. fat life that makes more sense but this thank god Kai this is woman here. really is into you know providing resources to the, to groom your wife into basically uh, fucking other people because if you go to her website she has a oh shit i clicked away she has a recommended resources page where she has podcasts listed, blogs, books, cuckolding articles, research, uh, research studies. She has a lot of fucking uh, resources for you to get into cuckoldry. Oh, good. Selectively chosen, of course. It's like cuckolding can fire up your sex life again. Marriage.com. For many couples, getting cuckolded is a good thing, say scientists. A guide to <laughs> no, cuckolding. they don't! <laughs> Scientist. Yeah. King scientist. CNN. Cuckolding can be positive for some cu uh, for some couples, study says. Get back sure. to work working on a vaccine, sure. you fucking asshole. What are you working out of there? Cuckolding can be cuckolding can be good for couples. Watching your partner have sex with another person can strengthen your relationship. Claim controversial scientists. Sure. I like I like the word can. I mean, anything can happen. It probably will tear you apart, but it could be good. Who knows? Anything can happen. Yeah. 
maybe she's one of those one in a billion people who likes having, you know, who likes taking a shit on your chest. Just bring it up. <laughs> Are you tired of eating other guys' cum not out of your wife's vagina? You gotta try <laughs> cock all day. It's the only way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so gross. But I love that she equates cuckolding with love. Like I've said before, it's next level love. Why are the people with the worst opinions the same people who are always talking at the... Oh, wait. All right, never mind. Probably probably shouldn't go down that road. (laughs) I love that. So that's a nice contrast to love and sex are different things, but cuckolding is peak love. Yeah, yeah. No, she's all over the place. I don't think she has a really good yeah, narrative that she's working on. Because as you know, Carl, love, as every limited resource, it's more valuable the thinner you spread it. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you love six men, it's, it's even stronger than loving just one man. Oh, I love Kaya. He always sums things up perfectly. Um, are you ready to move on to some, some other topics of conversation, Kaya? Yes, please. Well, yeah. I am not because there is a song... Fuck. By the hard men working hard. You might know them from the Dick Show. They have a song that they did called Drill Her about cuckolding. And I just asked their permission to play the song on the show because it's fucking fantastic. It's a brilliant song. So we're going to listen to that and then we'll move on to another topic. All right.
Working hard are phenomenal. That's very well done. All right. And now, out of our very own jingles department, we have a man named Doug White who likes to put things together from time to time. And he put together a song for you, Kai. I've been sitting on it for a few weeks now. iRobot from Doug White. What are they going to talk about? This must be some really spicy shit. There's a very generic Gmail address, you guys, and sometimes he gets emails that weren't meant. Or if I reply with asinine comments, one day he got a comment uh, on the email on my cookie shop, and he replied to them, so... Robot, 
this doesn't for everybody here. This is perhaps content warning. I know that in the olden days, I don't know if you remember that you're old enough probably to. Problem is, you know, back then when the internet wasn't this widespread and easily accessible, especially to children. All these people, I think this is genuinely the one downside of the internet is that lunatics like this, instead of being segregated and isolated from each other, might keep on living their kids. They cannot simply go on the internet and fight other lunatics. Creepy fuckers like themselves. 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 Thank you, Doug. Nice fade Yeah, that was very well done. Thank you, Doug, for putting that together. I guess, Kaya, you inspired him to think of sticks, which is some you're a serious muse. I usually do. All right. Support for Who Are These Podcasts is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Shaving your balls. I don't know if you guys know this. Shaving your balls used to be a crazy thing that people would do. Back when Pat Oswalt was funny, he had a bit about this. Mm-hmm. This is back from 2004. I'm going to play it for you. I watched a man shave his balls. <laughs> Let me back up. I was in Vegas, and I'm at the Riviera. I go upstairs. I use the gym. I come out. There's a guy sitting on the edge of the Whirlpool bath, shaving his balls, shaving his balls smooth. And he was using an electric razor to do it, and he could not have looked more bored and distracted by the fact that he was shaving his balls. Like, he was looking off in the other direction, like, ho-hum, Let's see. Things to do today. Shave balls. Check doing that. All right. Get some lean cuisines. When the fuck did that happen? That shaving your balls is boring? That should be a wild hair up your ass kind of thing you do. When you're whacked out of your brain on absinthe and there's midgets riding around on tricycles throwing heroin-soaked grapes at you and a couple of hookers and domino mash. Just work your sack with strop razors and scented lather. Not just... Well, I'm shaving my balls right now. Oh, my God. So dull. But it's not like that anymore because of the Lawnmower 3.0. And I do have this razor. I have used it. I will tell you that what I love about it, it's waterproof. You can bring it into the shower with you, so there's no cleanup necessary. It's got an LED light on it, so you can see exactly what you're up to. You don't have to be nervous about shaving your balls. Kaya, comment? Well, I've also had my experience with the Manscaped products. Okay. Very happy. Um, I'll be honest with you. I still think that um, Patton Oswalt clip was terrible. I hate Patton Oswalt. Fair enough. He's always been terrible. <laughs> he ruined the King of Queens. He's just a terrible person. But I mean, he as far as my balls the King go, of though, Queens. <laughs> That's, that's fucking funny. <laughs> All as far right. as your balls go, though, obviously. I mean, it's very difficult not to get that disgusting shave, uh, you know, the, the bumps you get afterwards, the, that mild rash, especially after you, you're done shaving and you think you've done a good job, even if you've done a perfect job stretching your ball sack. So it's all, you know, you get the wrinkles out and then you shave it if you right. stretch it right. Right. And you're very proud of yourself. Like, oh, I used a shitty razor and I still, you know kind of did a good job here it all looks smooth like a baby's bottom perfect yeah but then you walk two feet and all of a sudden you get that disgusting chafing and sweating and it hurts yeah throughout the day you don't get that with manscape products all of their lotions and the razors 
There you know was there was them. zero blood in my underpants after shaving my balls with a manscaped razor <laughs> because it's a premium product. It actually really it really is a great razor. Um, and I will tell you, Kaya, now's the time to buy because you can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code WATP twenty. Twenty percent off. Go to okay. manscaped.com. Type in WATP twenty. Now is there's a twenty for twenty percent off? Is the twenty because it's the year twenty twenty? I don't even know. I don't know why they picked 20. I didn't ask. I'm not sure. WATP20 gets you 20% off. Free shipping. Your balls are happy. Your Tinder date's happy. I'm happy. It's a win, win, win when you go to manscaped.com and use our promo code. Kai, I, I appreciated your story WATP20. WATP20. Thank you very much. Kai is a real yes and kind of guy. I like him. I don't know if you remember this, Kaya, but you came on the show one time. And... I decided to play some clips from uh, a comedian. Her name is Hannah Gadsby. Do you remember this? Uh, no. <laughs> she had a show called no. Net on Netflix. <laughs> no. I think I have to leave. So so she has a new show out called Douglas. And no. guess what I spent my morning <laughs> Guess what I spent my morning doing was watching all one hour and ten minutes of Douglas. Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, she addresses the fact that she's become a huge success because of Nanette. I wrote a show called Nanette, right? That... Well then, that's clear, isn't it? That's why you're here. <laughs> you're not here because of my back catalogue of prior, are you? <laughs> Which does beg the question, if you're here because of Nanette, why? Great question. Great question. Who saw Nanette and said, what else does this bitch have to say? I want to hear some more jokes from this woman. Um, God, she is so goddamn awful. I hate her so much. I, I had the fortune of forgetting that she actually released that thing because of the, I guess that's a one upside, because of the virus and the protests <laughs> in America. Yeah. So yeah. at least they drowned out the little review. Jesus Christ. I I don't. I don't have the heart to check it. Does she have a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I didn't check that. She does, doesn't she? I'm sure the critics love I bet it. She does. I'm sure the critics were yeah. blown away by it. She starts off, and I'm not joking. The first 15 minutes of her special is just warning people about what she's going to say to make sure that nobody gets upset about it and no one's triggered by it. And she explains that there's going to be some patriarchy talk, and it will also include a fair dose. And uh, what I call a gentle and very good-natured needling of the patriarchy. So that is in there. So it's very important. It's very important that you expect that because it is there. And if that's not your thing, leave. I've given you plenty of warning. Just go. Off your pop man flakes. At your go. Go on with you. So she literally explains if you're upset about me talking about the patriarchy, you're going to want to leave. She also explains that she's going to be goofing on Americans, but that's okay because when she's goofing on Americans, she's punching up. So that makes it all right. Yeah, that's it's very original. Making fun of men and making fun of Americans. Very original. Oh, yeah. The, no one's heard this before. The, those things are all okay. Did she lie about... Did she tell a lie about getting raped again on this one? No, she tells a different lie. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to explain okay. to you 
that um, don't be offended by jokes because jokes are just jokes. And I, when she said that, I was like, oh, good. Okay, we're, we're finally on the same page. And then she goes on to explain how jokes work, and she lost me. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to move into the joke section, which is jokes, right? That's why I call it the joke section. It's just joke after joke. After, it's, really, it's classic. Now, if in that bit you find yourself offended by anything I say in the joke section, please just remember they are just jokes. Even if you find yourself surrounded by people who are laughing at something you find objectionable. Just remember the golden rule of comedy, which is if you're in a minority, you do not matter. What? You don't. Now, don't blame me. I didn't write the rules of comedy. Men did. Blame them. I do. It's cathartic. All right, Kaya, if you're following this, she's explaining that men wrote the rules of comedy. What tickles your funny bone was told to you by a man, and you, you would not have humor unless it was invented by the patriarchy, and this is the way that they've invented it. That makes sense, right? You know, the interesting thing is, obviously, that you know, humor is sort of a mating ritual. You make a woman laugh when she gives you attention, and eventually you try to get laid, right? So what is funny, if anything, is determined, you know, what determines what's funny is, if anything, what women laugh at. So her fault. That's, a, that's a very good point. To. No, apparently, yeah. according to her, comedy is all punching down for some reason, which I don't know that anyone would agree mm -hmm. with that. So 15 minutes into the show... She explains that we're off to a bad start. Now, you're probably wondering, why wouldn't I start with my best foot forward? Adorable guns are blazing. Why wouldn't I do that? Why would I start off being a bit unlikable? Because this is a show about autism. And people with autism oh. rarely make a good first impression. <laughs> and most people tend to write us off because of that. So this is a show that rewards people who persevere, who, who go beyond their discomfort just to see what's on the other side of the spectrum. For those people, this show does work. So 15 minutes in after she's explained all the things she's going to do and is warning people, and I'm not joking, 15 minutes of her warning people about what she's going to talk about, she says, by the way, the reason why this has sucked so far is because it's going to get good later, which I've just never heard that, that uh, strategy. Like, Seinfeld doesn't do that. Not even Pat Oswalt says, I know I've sucked for the first 15 minutes, but bear with me, people. No, it's because she's going, oh, I'm autistic, by the way. That's why it's so awkward right now. I'm autistic. Did I mention I'm autistic? Oh, I also got raped. It's like if Dave Chappelle started a show by saying, folks, it's not going to be funny. I'm black. So, <laughs> you know, black comedy is a bit different. We're not as funny as normal people. Did you see so Dave Chappelle's settling. latest special? It wasn't funny. <laughs> Um, that's a shot on your point, but all right. So yeah, this, this is the big reveal on this, uh, special. I have autism. She just always needs to be a victim in some <laughs> certain way. <laughs> I, I was a rape victim last time. This time I'm autistic. What's, what's it going to be next week? Who knows? <laughs> next week. She's going to be transgender. Watch. Oh, for sure. So I want to just play an example. I only have two more clips. I'm going to let you off easy here. Kai, even though I spent a long time on listening to this. I'm going to play you what her examples of jokes are just so we can all get on the same page of what this comedian does for a living. Where's Waldo's yeah. another one? <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> because why is Waldo? Why? Why? Why have we wasted so many hours out of the lives of generations of children looking for that prick? Because you look and you look and looking is an investment. You're caring and then you start to worry. I hope he's okay. <laughs> and then you find him and nothing is ever the matter, ever. 
He's only ever on holiday, having quite a nice time of it. Fuck you, Waldo! <laughs> he should have to find himself like the rest of us have to. <laughs> Honestly. Oh. oh my god, he's so <laughs> deep. Okay, there was just an applause break after her Where's Waldo Fuck. bit. <laughs> Is the applause still edited in, or does it feel more natural this time? I think it's still edited in. I think people are just staring at her with their mouths agape in disbelief that they paid 60 bucks a ticket to watch this. And then Netflix Jesus. puts a bunch of applause into it and laughter and calls it a day. Oh my god. That clip made me believe that she actually is autistic. <laughs> she proved it. All right, I just have uh, one more clip because what she does for the last 20 minutes of her show is just look at famous paintings. She has a video screen behind her. She pulls up famous <laughs> paintings. She pulls out a laser pointer and goofs on them. She just makes fun of paintings. Here's an example of her goofing yeah. on a painting. Stop, look, what is happening here? I just, like, what? <laughs> is a salty, salty body of water. Like, she's not swimming. She's just skating across the surface on a fanny. So check out uh, Hannah Gadsby's new special. It's on Netflix. It's called, oh, that was a clip? It's called Douglas. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's the opposite of funny. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know if I'd rather be cocked or tied to a bed in May to watch that. I don't know which is more demeaning, honestly. <laughs> What if you were tied to a bed and um, made to watch her have sex? That would be the worst thing possible. All right. Also impossible, so. True. Uh, by the way, there was a clip people were putting on uh, our subreddit where Anthony Cumia was ripping on stuttering John Melendez. And I was mm. listening to this clip and I had to pull something out of it. And this is old news, so it's nothing breaking. But I found this to be hilarious because Ant's not a huge fan of Stuttering John these days. He's talking about when John was in New York City, he asked to use Anthony's studio to record a podcast. Now, Anthony has a studio in Midtown Manhattan. It's probably pretty expensive for the rent to be there. He's got a ton of equipment and he has a staff of people. And Ant was generous. I'll let him tell the story. Uh, one time he came in, he, he wanted to use the studio to tape one of his podcasts mm -hmm. in New York. I was like, like sure, go ahead. Uh, and then Keith goes, him? no. Wow. But Keith goes, look, the staff is going to run the thing for you, so if you could take care of them, that would be fine. He comes in, drinks all the beer in the fridge, leaves the bottles laying around on the floor in the studio, yeah. and doesn't give a dime to the staff and leaves. Oh. <laughs> and then he's bitching about... Uh, when Keith said, well, you didn't give the guys any money. And and, and Joe's like, oh, I need the guy a tip. What, what is it now? I got to tip people? It's not It's not a tip. It's fucking, you know, a big, guys came decent in to help guy. You out. Well, if you yeah. pay somebody for their time sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John's a piece of shit. <laughs> Could you imagine using somebody's studio is one thing, but there's a staff of people there helping him record his podcast. He just walks out with empty bottles on the floor. He's a real piece yeah, I mean, of shit, this guy. Fuck you is... Everyone hates that one guest who comes in and just eats your food, drinks your drinks, doesn't leave anything, doesn't help out, doesn't do anything to recompensate. Just uses shit up and leaves. Hasn't this alcoholic fucking loser been getting into Twitter spats, pathetically begging people to reply to him? I wouldn't know. I'm blocked. 
I've, I've heard oh. such things. I've heard said tales, but I have not seen them myself. I do want to play a clip that somebody put in our uh, Discord that I thought was pretty fun. This is where he doesn't know which guest is coming up on his show next, but it's a big guest and he's very excited about it. You're always yeah, welcome. Thanks, and man. I have another great guest coming on Thursday, although uh, I'm remiss to his name right now, but he's a big time guy. And- I'm remiss to his name? It's not even how English works. And, you oh, know, well, and he agreed. Better to, so, better to yeah. wait and not tell anybody and reveal yeah, it later. Yeah, but, but you'll know who he is because he's got like half a million Twitter followers. He's a big time guy, oh. but I can't remember now, but... You know, I'll let you know. And just <laughs> he's trying to promote his next show. He's like, I'll, I'll let you know who's going to be on it. Well, no, you won't. This is this was yeah. your chance. This, this is the chance. You'll know who that. it is, but I don't. <laughs> it's a really big get for me. I should probably have written down his name somewhere. I I don't know. That's unbelievable. Then he, he, he continues here. There was something else funny here. Let me just see what. Please. Just in the chats, people ask me why I don't have any uh, people of color on the show. First of all, I reach out to women. Hispanics, African Americans. It's just right now, it, you know. I, the, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten a yes from many of the African Americans that I've asked. But I sound like they're pretty smart. Sound like he's reaching out to the, the wrong African Americans. <laughs> that dude. If somebody accuses you of being racist, that is the worst defense to go. Well, they don't talk to me. <laughs> That's a really good point. I'm not racist, just black people kind of hate me for no reason. They they just don't reply. I don't know what it is about me. I'm not racist, though. Oh, man. Uh, Kaya, I had the misfortune of listening to the latest Opie radio, and I just want to share a little bit with you on what Opie is up to. Okay. Opie's doing another one of these shows where he's just on some kind of live feed and reading the chats as they come in and answering people's questions. And I think Mm -hmm. some of the trolling is starting to get to him a little bit. I think he's getting a little bit sensitive, like right out of the gate when he gets made fun of. Good morning, Brian Bernard. How are you, buddy? And Chris Rocco and Tish Negron and Ryan Anderson. One of the haters said, your podcast, all it is is saying hi to people. <laughs> yep. We have said that. Yeah. I believe it was Doug from Good Times, Great Movies specifically who said that. Yep. I think we're starting to bother this guy a little bit. <sighs> By the way, he put a tweet out because someone was calling his podcast pathetic. So he responded that he's had almost a million downloads in July. Which I think mm-hmm. is possible. I, I mean, it is Opie Radio. He might have a million downloads in July. But he's very concerned about his numbers. And he's really looking into it. And I got to understand that when I, when I do these live streams and these podcasts that I'm talking to the entire country. I mean, let's be honest. Small oh. pockets of the entire country. I see my numbers. Ooh, I got 20 people in Dayton, Ohio listening to me. I don't think he's joking. I think he's looking up how many people in Dayton, Ohio are listening to his show. And I believe there's 20. That sounds right. This guy was on a yeah, national a radio one. show on Sirius XM that everyone in the country could listen to. Anyone who bought a new car right. would hear this. 
and he has 20 listeners if, in Dayton. If you can focus on individuals and it's just the small numbers that granularly, yeah. you don't have many listeners, man. If, if you can pick them out, it's like, oh, there's like two people in Kansas are listening to me. <laughs> like, you, shouldn't be even, you shouldn't be even be noticing that. That's my, that was my point. That was my point. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. very rarely uh, drilling in on which cities in Ohio are listening to who are these podcasts, but that's just me. I don't know. I could be <laughs> wrong. Uh, this is the summa- This is a perfect summation of what Opie's show has become is this clip right here. That one might be better than this one. Babble, babble, babble. But I like them both. I'm keeping that one on the board. Does Opie have a family? He does. He has two kids and a wife. How old are the kids? The kids, I believe, are eight and ten. And they ask him in the chat, if he's going to let his kids go back to school with all this coronavirus stuff happening. And uh, he Mm. explains that uh, he's not, he's not going to let them go back to school. And people, people say, well, that's easy for you to do because you're rich. And he says, uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not the reason why. But you're lucky. You don't have to work anymore. And that's why your opinion is such. You've lost touch with America. You've lost touch with your fan base. Oh, my God. I'm a parent first. (laughs) I love what Opie's doing with the hater voice. Because that's all he hears. That's all he reads on the internet. It's just people telling him that he sucks and he's out of touch. (sighs) I was going to say, I guess his family treats his podcast like, you know, your wife and your children will sometimes treat a husband or a father's hobby as... Oh, that's just what daddy does. He collects synthesizers. You know, he he has that nerdy one hobby yeah. that no one else cares about. And I guess for OP, it's sitting in his fucking one room and recording this shitty podcast or being out on the in the bars. Has has he been affected? So okay, I guess he would know. Has he been affected by the COVID stuff since he now no longer can just lounge around other people's bars and harass the establishments? Yeah, sit around with a Zoom recorder. It's gotten so bad because. He just walks around on the beach. So he has a place in the Hamptons. He has moved out of New York from his apartment in in Manhattan. And he's living in his house on the Hamptons. And every podcast is just him by himself walking around and reading a chat forum in real time and answering people. It's surprisingly pathetic. And he doesn't even realize people are trolling him. Like at one point, someone asked him why he wouldn't get a show back on Sirius XM. Go back to XM. I don't know how that would work, man. I was building a, a brand new crew and a brand new show, and uh, I took two major hits by losing Carl and Vic. In Opie's mind, the reason why he's not on satellite radio is because Carl Ruiz and Vic Henley died. No, no, the reason why is because you got fired. They don't bring people back yeah. who had a show, sucked at it, and then got fired. That's how that works. The only reason why I'm not doing it is because Vic Headley died. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I think you're lying. I assume he probably also blames the virus. Oh, for sure. When people go like, oh man, if not for this virus, the gyms would have been open, man. I, I would have had a six pack by now. No, you, you still would have been fat. It doesn't matter if those... When they were around, Carl didn't even like this guy. I remember those episodes where Carl was trying to get rid of this fucker. Right. To get him out of his restaurant saying, okay, let's wrap this up. You, you got to go. Can you also stop scratching my tables? 
I know. He's, he's totally changed it. I was like, Carl wanted to podcast all the time. I should have podcasted more often. Like, no, I heard those shells. He did not want to podcast more often. <laughs> Definitely not the case. Nope. And so somebody asked him what types of podcasts he's going to be putting out in the future. I'm excited about this. What's the next few podcasts about? John, I have no idea. I mean, I got a lot of podcasts that I got to do. I promised Tammy Pescatelli I would go over a a good housekeeping article from 1957, I think. Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to this? He's got a few podcasts he has to do. You know, like that one with Tammy Pescatelli about some fucking magazine article. Yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of these podcast hosts who think that being aloof and not having a clue somehow makes them cooler. I, was, I don't think I don't he has a choice. I don't know going to talk about, man. Just, but, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good point. But him and the cuckholders both going, I don't know. I, I don't really know anything. I don't know why people listen. I, you know, I just still do it and people listen. I'm just that awesome, I guess. <laughs> or you can be a stand-up and just go, the reason why my stand-up sucks is because I'm autistic. Yeah, Bob, that too, yeah. Exactly. It, dude, you're not going to look, all of you, you're not going to look autistic or nerdy or dorky if you have a topic. No one's going to accuse you of doing too much work. Yeah, I know. No one's ever said, man, you're just preparing way too much for your show. You got to stop it. Right. Just get one topic. Don't always do this. I'm too cool, man. I'll just talk about whatever, I guess. We'll just hang out with the boys. I'm autistic anyway, so it might suck, but that's because I'm autistic. And, you know, I don't really know what women want. That's all three of them there in one person. I like it. Perfect. So, Kaya, speaking of that, he actually explains why his show sucks. He sums it up perfectly, except for he's not talking about his show, which is the irony of this. What's happening with uh, with us all in kind of quarantine, uh, you, you see, um, you know, these people that are supposedly huge personalities and without the supporting staff around them, it, it's not good at all, man. Yep. Fucking nailed it. Back when you were on Opie and Anthony, people prepped for you and they told you what to talk about. And now that you're doing it by yourself, <laughs> you're literally reading people's questions. Like somebody asked him about Regis Philbin. This is, do you know who Regis is, Kaya? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. He, probably, he probably doesn't have a lot of uh, celebrity in, in Germany. But he's uh, a guy who used to be on um, a morning show as well as Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which was a big, what are those types of shows called? Game show. Game show. Quiz show. Quiz yeah. show. Um, so this is him talking about Regis, who, by the way, is beloved by everybody. Nobody dislikes Regis Philbin. Thoughts on Regis? I told you my Regis story. Everyone uh, talks about how nice Regis was. And um, I just happened to work out on the same, at the same gym as Regis Philbin. He came into that gym and he looked fucking miserable every time. I never saw him smile. He, was, uh, he gave off um, uh, an energy like, don't fucking even think of approaching me. I think I would give off that same energy if I saw Opie at my gym. I, I don't know if that's a Regis thing. I think that might be an Opie thing. No, it might be an everyone thing. Who the fuck is smiling when they're doing push-ups? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point as well. I just like that Regis is this character who is loved by everyone. And Opie's the guy who's like, I thought he was a prick. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Opie, just <laughs> keep it to yourself, man. I just passed away. Uh, oh, so in the title of this episode, which is clickbait, is Jim Norton. 
it's like, oh, Opie's going to talk about Jim Norton, which is always fun. Jim Norton was his co-host on the Opie and Anthony show, and they've had a famous falling out. What's he going to say about Jim Norton? Let's find out. Jimmy was very, very tough to have a, a back-and-forth conversation with. He was a he was absolutely a challenge. I mean, in the heyday of the Opie and Anthony show, you know, Jimmy more than played his part. Of course he did. But uh, just kind of shooting the shit for long periods of time, it was very, very difficult. I mean, and I, I'm not here to trash Jimmy. I, maybe we just didn't have the chemistry. I, I found him to be um, uh, probably the most difficult. I'm not here to trash him. I'm just going to trash him and put his name in the title of the episode so everyone knows that I'm going to trash him. And by the way, Jim Norton is still on SiriusXM in the morning. He still has a show. He's on multiple podcasts. He guests all over the place. No one has a hard time talking to him. It was only Opie who mm-hmm. couldn't find chemistry with Jim Norton, one of the most quick-witted, funny people you'll ever hear on a radio show. I think that's on you, Ope. That one might be on you. No one else is complaining about it. And then it. it's on him that he's still talking about his ex-co-hosts from decades ago. That is the only reason to listen to Opie is if he's going to talk shit about his ex-co-host. That's why anyone's tuning in. (laughs) I don't want to hear about his current life. That's not fun. All right. Last thing I got uh, to play for you is Opie's nephew is 22 years old. And he's like, yeah, man, my nephew. I remember when he was just a baby and now here he's 22. I can have a beer with him. And his nephew, he's acting like they have this great relationship. His nephew reaches out because, as I mentioned, Opie lives in the Hamptons. He's got a place on the beach. So his nephew wants to hang out with them. And I just found this story to be funny. He's just loving life. And, you know, he's young, so he doesn't feel like he has to worry too much about the coronavirus. And he wanted to see his uncle. Of course he wanted to see it. He wanted to see his uncle because this is what I got. I got. I got ocean view. But I had to tell him, dude, we're fucking wimps. We're taking this very seriously still. And then he didn't write me back. <laughs> Damn, we're good, though. His nephew just wanted to use him for his house. Opie goes on to admit that on his show and shows what a pathetic loser he is. I just don't know why people share so much. I guess I would just share lots if I was him. Not just that. Even if it wasn't just for his house, that's his immediate first assumption. That's a sad right. part. Is the one family member who does reach out to Opie is he immediately thinks, oh, there's, you know, it's just for my stuff. Can't be because he actually misses his uncle or something. That's a, that's a fair point right there. Oh, Kaya. I'm moving quickly yes. because uh, there are things to do today. It's another beautiful day here in upstate New York, and we got to get out to the pool. But before mm-hmm. we move on, there's another song that was submitted by our buddy Croge. Croge, who sometimes guest co-hosts and other times joins the jingles department. He decided to put together an homage to our friend Vic, as well as Opie. Boner guy. I only jerk off one horse. It's fine. All right. So uh, Vic's going to be coming up soon. We're going to do some reviews. We're going to talk about her roommate who had an OnlyFans. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Her roommate had an OnlyFans <laughs> account. She doesn't anymore. We have to talk about that. But first, everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. That's right. We'll be back again next week 
to review yet another podcast. And I'm happy to report it will not be about sex. It most certainly will not be about sex. Here's the clip. So the topic today is three ways to bring our listeners into a Bible scene. Uh, so bringing mm. our listeners into a Bible scene. Now, Kevin, what what do you mean by that? Just unpack that a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, for this uh, purpose of this podcast, what I want to talk about is how do you get people to actually see, feel, and encounter what's happening in that Bible scene? This podcast is called Monday Morning Preacher, or possibly Preaching Today, I saw it called both <laughs> things. This is exciting, Kaya, because we've covered some podcasts with niche audiences. This is about as niche mm -hmm. as you get. Preaching Today exists to encourage and equip preachers to faithfully and creatively proclaim God's words so that the church grows up into the fullness of Christ. This is a show I, for preachers by preachers. I love it. This is this is the full 180. It was yes. by cuckolds for cuckolds, and now <laughs> this is the other end of the spectrum of the lunacy is for... Uh, religious nuts by religious nuts. I definitely had this... to change it up after doing the last two episodes that we've done. Do you like how similar they sound? How to get your wife into cuckoldry, how to get your <laughs> wife into the church. Yes. Like, I mean, you see how this fucking thing works. It's all just manipulating people to doing things they don't want to do. It <laughs> makes perfect sense. So that's going to be the show next yeah. week. You know what we didn't talk about today? We didn't talk about Patrick Michael at all. Oh, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed that? And I haven't really been uh, listening did they to take his kids away. No, no, no. He's a great father. I haven't really been listening to Patrick Michael all that much. Although there are some new bonus episodes he's put out, but I got to tell you, man, there was some bad news. He got hit pretty hard. He lost a patron. And I know you guys are on Patreon oh. with the official podcast and you yeah. guys have a few people following you there. When you lose a patron, uh -huh. man, it, it hurts. It's tough. It does. And this yeah. is this is Patrick talking about losing a, a patron. I mean, I lost a patron the other day because he was mad I didn't put out content for a week. But hey, let's be honest. If I'm not putting it out there for you guys to be charged like you're paying for the content, well, it is going out there. It's going out there for free. I'm sorry. And then also, there's a lot of uh, episodes. There's a lot of content over there on Patreon that has that gets put up simultaneously. So rather than only getting one episode, you get multiple episodes at once. And I don't I just don't believe that this person happened to listen to everything that was available to him before taking off. And like I said, I don't mind. It happens. <laughs> but I do put out content as often as I possibly can. <laughs> That's a big go. <laughs> Someone right. just needed Patrick Michael on there and Todd's baby crying, and that's that's a big go for him. How fucking funny yeah. is that? He's so upset that one person left. Because when you, when people might not know this, but when you leave someone's Patreon, you can put in the reason why. This is the worst thing you could possibly read. Never read those comments. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good advice. You never and you never want to read comments unless you're. Sorry, how many patrons did he have? He had um, twelve, <laughs> and then I went to eleven. Uh -huh. Okay, I see. Well, in that case, I guess it's like an Alcoholics Anonymous, except <laughs> no one besides him is an alcoholic. We're <laughs> just there to make fun of him. Well, it is funny. It's when, like when there's 12 people like in a room. Tom, if then... you're listening, yeah. 
you didn't lose a fan you lost a bully it's fine there's now one less person to make fun of you it's okay <laughs> yeah that's a that's a very good point all right so next week uh doug from good times great movies is going to come on and we're going to talk about this uh this preacher show i reached out to him to see if he wanted to do Alyssa milano's podcast did you know Alyssa milano has a podcast yeah I, I suppose that you got on this idea because she was crying on twitter about how she doesn't get enough listeners this is oh, the sorry, exact she was crying about that, how she this is the exact tweet yeah, that she it. put out she she wrote we live in a world now the rest of this is all caps where joe rogan's podcast has triple the listeners as mine dear god <laughs> she thinks she has a third yeah. of joe rogan's audience is she fucking crazy there's no way anyone's listening to the show that's what tripped me up. So I'm, I don't really know how to check other people's podcast listenership numbers, yeah. but I was baffled that she would even have a third because Rogan gets tens of millions. Yeah, she doesn't. That shit that you see on YouTube is a fraction of it. The guy is on every audio platform, not Correct. just YouTube, which is a video platform, right? Yeah. There's no way Alyssa Milano gets like, I don't know, five to 10 million listeners every week or every day that Joe Rogan uploads. Are you fucking kidding me? And, I checked out her YouTube channel. She has like 200 views on her videos. Right. And imagine if she did have 5 million listeners. Do you really think that, that wouldn't even be, that wouldn't even make sense. And she'd be complaining about it. I can't believe I only have 5 right. million listeners. Like what? That sounds pretty good. Right. <laughs> so I, uh, I reached out to Doug. I said, we should probably roast Alyssa Milano. He gave it a listen. I, apparently all she does is bring people on who just spout off on whatever their woke political views are. And it's not all that entertaining. So I guess that it's not a good one for us to review, but we did uh, oh, consider yeah. it. You, you're telling me there's a good reason that she doesn't have as many viewers as Rogan. No shit, Sherlock! Yeah, I guess it's yeah. uh, pr pretty obvious. Uh, Kaya, I'm going to do reviews and voicemails. If you want to take off, buddy, I will let you do that. Okie dokie. I'll do that. All I'll right. Assemble my couch. Sounds good. I want to uh, thank you so much. On, man. I want to thank you for coming on. And I want to tell people to check out the official podcast. The official podcast puts out bonus episodes. Yeah, you can find it at whoarethese.com. Go there, subscribe to our Patreon for bonus <laughs> episodes. We sometimes make fun of Todd. We have a new logo. It looks like a trash can with headphones. Oh, man. So subscribe. Kaya, you never let me plug your show. Go to the official podcast. Check it out. And subscribe. Kai, we love it when you come on. You're the best, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. 
with Vic. Vic, you're on mute, my friend. Oh, there she is. Hello. Hello. Vic is traveling and still able to join us from her phone. Yeah, I'm in vagina. Oh, welcome uh, to the east welcome side. Welcome to the east coast. Yeah, welcome to the east side of the country here. <laughs> so, um, Vic, last week we met Lindsay, your roommate. Yeah. She let us all know that she has fabulous <laughs> boobs and that you could see them on her OnlyFans account. Yeah. I don't know what's happened between now and then, but apparently she's all done with OnlyFans. What what happened? Well, she's done with WATP in general. Um, I showed her, <laughs> I showed her a picture of you, and she started laughing. That's great. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, like she was, she's fucking pretty much done. She doesn't like degenerates because she's a woman. So yeah, most people don't like degenerates. Even men don't like degenerates. <laughs> Did something specifically yeah. happen? Was did she get um, creepy guys who wanted to see her feet, or what was going on? No, she just didn't want her pictures like posted and like put in the Discord. So ah, uh, gotcha. Typical woman shit, Carl. I don't know what you expect. I want my uh, my boobs on the internet, just not there on the internet. I want them over here on the <laughs> internet, over here. Okay. Yeah, she only wants hot guys to see them, and there's no one attractive here. No, most certainly not. Uh, we got a couple yeah. boner guys, but no hot guys, for sure. <laughs> no hot guys. No hot Carls. Vic, do you have any new reviews that you wanted to share with I us? I do. Awesome. I have screenshots on my phone. Oh, good. Look at you. Doing um, some pro- so we got a one star from Not Matt and Casey. Okay. Uh, the title is Tom Myers is a Saint. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Uh, he said, fellas, you do not seem to understand humor. Tom Myers is going to be a legend. Bad-mouthing this genius is only going to bite you in the ass. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. I do love the Tom Myers supporters. They're very funny people. It seems sarcastic. Who the fuck <laughs> says you better check yourself before you wreck yourself? I, it's, it is sarcastic. Nobody actually likes Tom Myers. He actually has zero fans. Though, well, no, I understand. They go all the way with it. <laughs> they, they like to go all the way with it. <laughs> That is funny. That's fair. All right. You also got another one star from Peanuts Guy. Jesus Christ, we're getting a lot of one stars lately, Chris. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> it's, not, it's me. Am I not yelling about open <laughs> enough? <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Um, he said, kind of boring, honestly. Two bland hosts lacking in any kind of personality talk about podcasts while interjecting with lackluster commentary. Okay. Well, pretty succinct. I like that. I like when someone's succinct about their opinion. Like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. sounds right. Um, You... Also got a um, two-star review. Oh, I fucking hate two-star reviews. It makes me think that <laughs> if I tried a little harder, I could have won them over and got it to three. <laughs> What's the oh two-star side? Um, it's from Suave Steven. It said Bud Light's Dilly Dilly campaign. The show feels, or the show is feels like hanging out with my dad and his friends in their suburban garages as they criticize rap music and how Van Halen was their last real musician. The Eagles <laughs> aren't bad either if they're feeling a little sentimental. Holy shit. It's fucking spot on. You're in your basement instead of your garage. Your wood paneled fucking basement, you boomer. That's true, because my garage would be too boomy. <laughs> my basement has carpeting, um, so it picks up it absorbs the sound better. Oh my god. Anything else you got over there? Uh-huh. You got a five star review from Big Belly Deluxo. He said, meh, better than licking toilet seats. Not bad for a guy who's never touched a girl, lives in his mom's basement, and sounds fat. All right. I like it. 
That's what I'm talking yep. about. Five stars, baby. <laughs> Some of that seemed negative, but I'm sure I'm sure he meant well. Yeah, yeah, it must be sarcastic, huh? Must be. <laughs> Anything else you have? We want to listen to some voicemails. Let's listen to some, to, uh, some voicemails. All right, I heard Tasmania called in. He did. Yep. All right. Let's get through these. Hey, Carl. This is Squeeze. So you mentioned Stuttering John talking about how he had a gig in Japan for like 10 grand. Yeah. That got canceled. I think that he was actually talking about a gig he had in Florida because the ROTC guys had planned to like have a bunch of their fans and everything come down to Florida and they were going to go to a show. They never really said what show, um, at least on their show, and they were going to go and they were going to go fuck with John. But then they were, they, it all got canceled because of COVID and like Florida's cases went up and everything and they canceled shit. So I think he's making shit up about how it was in Japan so that people wouldn't put two and two together and realize that he was actually going to Florida. I think he's trying to distance himself. From uh, from the RC guys, uh, call me back and you know don't die or some shit. Actually, do die. That's fine. No, oh, it was almost nice. Hey, I don't <laughs> think that you would have to lie that you were going to Japan. I mean, we all know that his Florida gig was canceled. This is well documented. So he did have a gig in Florida. I think he's just lying about the whole thing. I don't think he was like, oh, I I said Japan and I meant Florida. I think he's just pretending that he's more popular than he actually is. Is that possible? Is it possible that John's um, lying? I don't know. About he's it? very popular. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, he's popular on this show. I gotta say, <laughs> at least half of the posts in our subreddit are about stuttering John. So you're right. Oh, yeah. He is popular. Um, all right, this I think this one's about you, Chris. Hey, Carl. Just listening to the latest episode while driving around. Um, I gotta say, man, producer Chris's voice is like ten times the radio voice your voice is i think you should have him just do a so for once you know our ears can finally get a break all right i don't i don't know what he said at the end there but apparently i should let you take over the show chris comment Thoughts? uh i disagree okay you do it just fine i agree <laughs> his voice is good he just has no nothing to talk about correct that's why i stopped talking a while ago it's funny because vic her voice is terrible, and she has nothing to talk about. And yet she gets out of the yeah. show. I got the tits, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to go in a Doug song. There's no way Doug doesn't yeah. clip that for a song. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Ralph Sutton called in. Remember Ralph Sutton? We had him on as a guest a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. The owner of Gas Digital. People hated him. Well, he called in to address that. Hey, Carl, this is Ralph Sutton. This is how I talk. I just wanted to apologize for being such a terrible co-host. Call me back. <laughs> I thought you were great. Come on, man. Don't get down on yourself. There's just haters going to hate. What are you going to do? Uh, oh, Crippled Jesus, who's in the Discord right now, he called in, and this is fucking hilarious. Hey, Carl, it's uh, Crippled Jesus. I was just listening to your last episode there. And uh, I would like to challenge Patrick Michael one-on-one -on, -one on the court basketball <laughs> game. Me versus yes. him. Um, I expect him to be in my DMs. We can work out a location. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my ability and – 
I think that I can just dunk on Patrick Michael all day. So uh, <laughs> let me know if you want to make it a whole podcast event. We could work that out, Carl. Maybe get the ball shaver company to sponsor it. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, if Patrick Michael doesn't accept my challenge, he's a little bitch. Uh, love the show. Keep it up, Carl. Later. Oh, Cripple Jesus, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Manscaped if they want to sponsor that. I think that they would really think that'd be a good one for him. <laughs> Cripple Jesus playing basketball against Patrick Michael. Is there anything I'd rather see in the world? <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I'd rather see that than a cure for cancer, to be honest. Oh, my with God. You. I wonder if he has like one of those like angled wheel wheelchairs where he can go faster. Oh, you know what I'm you, talking about? You think he's cheating? You think he's planning yeah. on cheating? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, BonerGuy69 called in again. This is BonerGuy69, and you're listening to Who Are These Faggots? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> kind of failed on that ID. Tried, though. Um... Marcy Turk called in to call out Radio Gunk. You guys know who Marcy Turk is? That's the woman who took over producing the Howard Stern show when it got terrible. Hi, Carl. This is Marcy Turk. This is how I talk. I just listened to your Brent Hatley episode. Just calling to ask how Andy could possibly think Radio Gunk is a source of inside information on Stern. Rubber dick. Radio Gunk is Howard Stern fan fiction. Done poorly. By dummies. But more to the point, Andy said that Radio Gunk said that Howard was laying off staff in preparation for his Netflix deal, which is ridiculous on the surface and made up and whatever. Okay, fine. So I'll take that as, as uh, whatever that's worth. Then Andy says that dummy from Radio Gunk said that Brent was actually laid off for taking a swing at Michael Rappaport. Dummy. You don't think fucking Rappaport would have been blatting that all over his podcast and everywhere else? He fucking glad shit. Call me back. All right, Marcy. Yeah, thanks for setting the record straight. You know what's funny about this? Andy comes in with this gossip that who knows? It's just a rumor. Who knows what if it's true or not? The guys from Drew and Mike pick up on it. I was on the Drew and Mike show on uh, Thursday this past week, and we started talking about you know Howard's got uh, negotiations with Netflix and also with Spotify and SiriusXM. We're speculating all this shit. None of it's probably true. I'm making all of it up. I have no idea. Radio Gunk's probably making it up like this guy's talking about. It's Howard Stern fan fiction. And we're just speculating like idiots. I'm part of the problem is what I'm trying to say. I've become oh, you part are. of the problem. Uh, all that was a long explanation for shit I don't care about. Fair enough. So someone from the Radio Gunk universe tweeted at the host of Radio Gunk, Monique, and myself and said, they're talking shit about you. They, they reference something that you guys said on your show, and then they're talking shit about you. And I was like, well, yeah. You, that's the other talking shit show, Radio Guard. They make fun of Howard, so they make fun of everyone. Like, what do you, you guys get upset when people talk shit about you? What fucking universe is this? We gave you credit for the information, but how are you upset that people are talking shit about you? This is what, this is what we're all doing. And then after a couple of tweets back and forth, we decided to join forces. <laughs> how funny is that? Oh, boy. All right. So we'll see what happens with that. This guy um, watched me play guitar on a video, I think. 
You know, Patrick Michael is saying that uh, Carl doesn't have musical talent or whatever, but I've seen that Isotopes cover of uh, A Tear for Eddie by Wayne, and uh, Carl, I'm not... I'm not gay or anything, but uh, <laughs> if you want to hit me up sometime, I wouldn't have any qualms with that. <laughs> wouldn't have any qualms with that at all. All right. Uh, call me back. Boners. That's the power of my guitar playing right there. I think that sums it up. All right. Here's um, your buddy, uh, Vic. This is for you. Fantastic. G'day, this is a random Australian caller, and you are listening to the voicemail segment of one of these podcasts featuring that dumb slut, Vic. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. All right, I'm going to put that up here. That's going to stay on the board. Oh, my God. Very good. Um, This is, I just have a note for myself, me beating off to Lindsay's OnlyFans account. All right, let's see what this looks like. Hey, it's me, Carl, from Who Are These Podcasts. All right, time to look at this OnlyFans account of Vic's roommate. Wow, that's a good picture. What are we talking about? (laughs) Nailed it. Hey, Andy, help me out with this. (laughs) That's exactly right. Call me back. <laughs> so, it's like a drunk <laughs> millhouse. That is what you sound like. That's pretty funny. All right. So now um, more on Australia. I know Vic loves that. Hello, Coral. My name is Cockatoucher68, and probably you can tell from my accent that I am from Australia. I just wanted to tell you that you have a great following down under where I am from in Australia. <laughs> Call me that. Everyone's accent sounds like Australia to me. Am I crazy? Yeah, you are. You're fucking oh, stupid. It sounded like Australia to me. Okay. I mentioned Alyssa Milano's tweet about how big her podcast is. Uh, this voicemail called in about that. Hey, man, did you see Alyssa Milano's uh, rant on Twitter? Yes. It's fucking hilarious. She's complaining about having one-third of the viewers of, uh, or listeners or whatever, of uh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious. She got torn apart. Uh, you got to see this shit. Call back. I did see it. I retweeted it, and uh, I did think that was pretty funny. She's uh, delusional. And does not live in the real world with the rest of us. She is a fucking idiot. You know my buddy Pro in our Discord, Vic? Yeah. Pro does this thing that's really nice. He pulls clips from Patrick Michael's show and puts them in the Seamus Watch channel. And I don't have any notes on this, but I did pull it down because I remember thinking it was funny. So let's check it out. We've we've kind of got rid of the actual nine-minute podcast Patreon. Wasn't doing great. Had one patron for a while. Shout out to him. That was actually Doug from Good Times Great Movies. Because <laughs> he, he was pissed off. He's like, I subscribed to this guy. I'm not going to get any of these episodes. All right. So Patrick Michael finally took that down. All right. That's funny. Shout out to him. Thank you so much for uh, supporting as long as you did. That's phenomenal. Oh my God. I love it. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I disbanded it. It's gone. And that's fine, guys. That doesn't matter because we still have patreon.com slash pod culture. Okay. So that's the latest. Yeah. No, pro's good. Uh, he does all your job for you. I've noticed that. Why am I uh-huh. doing my job? I don't have I don't to. know. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are you doing on the East Coast? You're visiting some friends and family? Who cares? Great talking to you, yeah, Vic. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Of course. Of course. We uh, we called that the Stinger. They don't, they don't let you use that no more.